So five days of confinement basically will drive you to record a podcast because here we are, sick, lonely, bored, and running out of things to do. I have COVID. It has not been fun. Believe it or not, I'm actually really surprised that I have gone two years, right? Because it's now the end of 2022, and I am just getting COVID for the very first time. So I think, honestly, that probably deserves some sort of a prize. I don't know if there's like an award out there for person who's gone the longest without getting COVID, but somebody needs to give me something because I held out for a very long time. In fact, we had COVID in this house, gosh, at the early part of the year. I can't remember, uh, like spring. My husband brought back a little gift when he returned from Florida earlier in the year and it was 10 days of COVID and I managed to not get sick. So I was really proud of myself. And now here I am at the end of the year, just wondering how, how did this happen? Because I mean, I haven't gone anywhere to be quite honest. I don't really leave the house all that much. So, who knows? I've been trapped in our bedroom since the early part of the week, and I'm just dying to get out. And I'm not normally the kind of person who wants to be out and about. I have a very boring life. Uh, I go to see my horses and occasionally run a few errands, but I'm a homebody through and through. So I don't know, this, this is kind of a weird state to be in where every morning I usually wake up wishing I could lay in bed and now I just don't want to look at my bedroom anymore. I, I would like to look at another color of walls that is different from what I've been staring at for the last five days. So that's COVID, or I should say that's COVID life. Uh, the, the thing that I think I wasn't expecting, quite honestly, was how strange it is to eat now because I can't taste anything. Like I literally, everything just tastes so, so off. I was having some soup a couple nights ago thinking, okay, it's soup. It should just taste like soup. All I could taste was like herbs and not even the good ones. It just tastes like dirt, to be quite honest. Um, It's been weird. It's been so bizarre. I had a couple nights where just horrendous, horrendous body aches. I felt like I was 80. Every single bone in my body was so uncomfortable. I I couldn't sleep. I had fevers. Um, oh God, I mean, that's just, that feels like the tip of the iceberg. There's been a couple of times where I've had some coughing fits that have made me gag to the point where I've wanted to throw up. 
And I got, I, you know, I don't want to get like super graphic about it, but COVID has been rough. I'm not usually the type of person to get sick. So this is just very strange for me. And I'm over it. I'm so over it to the point where I had to sit and record an episode. So welcome to the program. It's been a while. And I guess this is a good motivator because there's been a lot going on in the world. Um, Twitter's blowing up, which I don't mean it in a good way, but like it's self-imploding, which is so strange because I've been on the platform for such a long time, very passively. I'm not like an active Twitter type. I don't use Twitter as a form of news. I use it mostly just to get a good laugh, but it's gotten so dark lately and so negative and so political that I've really been turned off by using the app. So now it's kind of interesting to watch it implode. Honestly, it's interesting to see what social media platform will survive in the next, I don't know, two or three years, five years from now. Like, will anything be around? It seems that, I mean, this is obvious. It's going to happen. If you take a look back to the early 2000s and the MySpace era, that didn't last long, right? And then we sort of moved on to Facebook and it's still there, but nobody's really using it anymore. Uh, We moved on to Instagram and that's kind of evolved as well because it used to be this fun platform to share photos and sort of use it as like your family photo album of where you've been going and what you've been doing. But then all the influencers came around and they had to ruin it. And now I guess TikTok, but TikTok's kind of like an abbreviated version of YouTube where they're just short snippets of video, but that existed in the past. I mean, that used to be Vine and then Vine collapsed. So who knows? I, I, it's interesting to see the evolution of social media and just the evolution of digital technology in general. I mean, you'd be surprised on how I'm recording this. To be honest, I used to have this entire studio set up, full microphone, mixing board, you know, dual monitors, the whole bit. And I do 95% of my editing can be done on my phone. I'm not lying. I can do most of my audio recording and editing. Excuse me. Wow. Well, you know where that came from. Uh, A little frog in my throat. Everything can be done on your phone. Like we've got these little smart computers in our hands that can do it all. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to be trapped in my bedroom and I don't need all of my audio equipment, why not just sit here for a minute and rant? Because there's nothing better to do. I've been just dying for entertainment. I'm not the type of person to binge watch like Netflix. I had sort of a desire earlier when I just wanted to veg out, but I don't know. I like, I need more stimulation than that. I can't just stare at a screen all day. Uh, my, I, I think my ADHD sort of interferes with my ability to read books or watch TV for too long. Um, I'm just sort of short attention span at this point in my life. And I was diagnosed late in life with ADHD. I didn't know early on in my childhood or my early adulthood, 
why I struggled so much with focus and attention. And it's not the inability to focus, it's the hyper-focus, right? I am the kind of person who is very interested in one thing for a short amount of time, but I will research the crap out of that one thing, top to bottom. And I thought everybody was like this. Apparently, they're not like this. Apparently, people can have hobbies and interests for their entire lifetime. And I'm sort of the kind of person who's like, okay, I've been there, done that. Let's move on to the next thing. So I think that's why it's hard for me to sometimes sit still and uh, just sort of do one thing for an extended period of time. I mean, look at my career resume. That's probably the perfect example of my ADHD diagnosis on paper. I've had quite a few number of jobs. I've all I've exceeded at all of them for the most part. I just lost interest in what I was doing. And not because it's not that I didn't want to continue to do it. It's just that I knew there was something more out there in the world for me to do. So I moved on. And I think that's okay now. That's actually surprisingly the evolution of the workplace, right? Back in the day, it used to be you started at a company and you stayed at a company for the rest of your life. It was frowned upon for you to quit after a couple of years, to go on to the next thing. You basically worked from the bottom all the way to the top. And now it seems like you sort of want to get the skills that you need to move on to the next thing, to move on to the next thing, to sort of propel yourself further in your long-term goals for yourself, not for the person that you work for. And I wish I would have known this sooner because I think I would have been probably more dedicated to following my own internal instincts and the things that drove me to be successful for myself, not for the sake of somebody else. Um, some of this stuff needs to be taught in college. I think that when we go away to school and we learn about our industry, we're taught sort of in a very basic way. And it's not until you're actually in the workplace and in the workforce that you come to realize, oh, this is how things are done. And a lot of those things require mentorship, which don't exist anymore. Everybody's sort of in it for themselves. And that kind of makes it hard for people to figure out what it is that they want with their life and what their goals are and what how to follow those aspirations to a point where they feel that they've got a fulfillment. And long story short, I wish that... I had known these things much sooner because then I think I'd be in a better place today. Not to say that I'm in a bad place. That's not true. I mean, COVID aside, but I'm not in a bad place at all. I think I've finally actually gotten to a point in my life of acceptance because I now understand how I work. That, you know, took me a long time to figure out and a lot of therapy. I, I, I just, you know, I struggled with depression. I struggle, I still struggle with depression, believe it or not. That's not something that just ever goes away. It's just sort of like there's highs and lows, peaks and valleys, and you have to figure out how to ride the wave and how to learn to cope and then how to use the tools to get you past that, right? So I struggled with depression. I still struggle with anxiety all the freaking time. Yes, it might not 
be apparent that I'm an anxious person, but I am anxious all the time. I wake up with anxiety. I go to bed with anxiety. I have learned how to work with my anxiety and I've found tools to help me cope with those things. I don't think we talk about this kind of stuff enough. It's really unfortunate that mental health doesn't get talked about more regularly. I think that the topics come up and I think that you know, we sort of have started to recognize post-pandemic that a lot of people are struggling and they don't have access to the tools to help them. So, you know, it's great that we are making strides in that arena, but it took me 40 plus years to finally get to that place. And I'm just now coming to terms with all of that. I'm just now realizing, oh, this is why I feel this way about myself. And this is what has caused me to have so many setbacks in my life. Um, You know, when I talk about ADHD and myself, I didn't know. I honestly, I didn't know. And... Now, looking back, it sort of all makes sense that some of the depression, some of the anxiety all stems from my diagnosis, which is wild because had I known sooner, would I have lived my life a little differently? It's possible. Maybe I would have figured out how to cope with some of these things sooner so that I could have done more with my life. And again, I'm not saying that I'm not happy with where I am now. I just sometimes, you know, it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. You reflect back on what you've done. And I don't necessarily feel like I've accomplished all of those things that I wanted to do. I still think there is something out there, a greater purpose, so to speak, that I need to work towards. Um, identifying that has still been challenging, though. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I think maybe it's because my interests are so varied. And then there are certain things that keep calling back to me. Radio, as an example, and not so much radio like the terrestrial radio that I used to be in, that sort of space. I just mean, I suppose, audio content. I hate content, the word content, by the way. That just... It's more, right? What we are creating as content producers is more than just some consumable piece of work that's for sheer entertainment. It's actually a part of us. What, I'm, what I speak on, especially in this program, is a lot about myself and my life and how the world as a whole affects me as a being. And I think to say, let's just slap the content label on top of that and call that entertainment, that kind of sucks because it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot out of you as a person to put this on a platform, right? So I, I don't like using the word content, but am I a content creator? I suppose I don't consider myself an entertainer because I don't do this for 
somebody to laugh and chuckle at. I do this because it's an outlet. It's a way for me to share the things and the struggles and the thoughts and the issues that impact me and may impact you in a similar way. So we can have a conversation about that, right? We can talk about, hey, you and I have a common interest. Why not go into depth on that? Or why not just elaborate and clarify for the sake of understanding something that maybe we don't know about each other? So, you know, that's not really necessarily content. I think it's more about a conversation. Um, and and that's why I like broadcasting. Broadcasting is, is probably, you know, a better, a better use of, of industry for me and what I miss doing most, right? Broadcasting keeps calling back to me. And I, I don't know why I don't act on it. I think that at times my insecurities get in the way and definitely my ADHD gets in the way, right? I, I haven't had a consistent nine to five in a very long time and that's okay. I don't miss it. I don't miss you know, the morning commute. I don't miss waking up at 4 a.m. to do a morning radio show. That I do not miss. I love that I can be at home and I can sit in a studio and I can do all of my audio production in one spot and then go on and do the other aspects of my life. Because I'm still a busy person. I'm still a mom. I'm still a wife. I still have obligations and commitments and projects that I am attached to. And to say, I want to go back into the workforce and do a nine to five just wouldn't fit my lifestyle anymore. So I'm grateful to do this. I'm grateful to be here in this moment to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to hit record and I'm going to just for the sake of being able to get back on air do this with a smile, even though I have COVID, right? That's, it's, it's interesting that that was the moment of inspiration to start recording again and to bring the program uh, back. So thank you for being here. You know, I feel a lot of guilt because I don't do this often enough or regularly enough, but I do feel a great sense of gratitude that you take the time to listen and you take the time to check in. So I owe it to you to perhaps do this more frequently. I think I've said this more than once. Who knows if I will follow through and record another episode, but it's possible. I might. I just can't say for sure because uh, just like the pandemic, life is unpredictable. There's no way of knowing what the future holds for us. So you have to say, you know, live in the moment now, be thankful now, have gratitude in your heart and hope that you can continue to live happily with peace in your heart. So I'll leave you with that. Thanks so much for listening. It's the In Search of Lily podcast. I'm so glad that you were here with me.